For years, Chicago officials turned water into a revenue stream, rapidly increasing the cost of a resource that people can't live without. It's left tens of thousands of them drowning in debt. Chicagoans racked up over $421 million in delinquent water bills over the last decade. Much of this debt is concentrated in the city's majority black zip codes. This week, we have an investigation from WBEZ's Maria Inés Samudio showing how the city's aggressive debt collection system punishes homeowners who can't afford their water bills. Please be advised that we are a debt collector and any information obtained may be used for that purpose. Carla Pagin is cleaning and catching up on bills. For her, that means calling debt collectors. Pageant wears a flowery summer dress. Her hair is styled in long braids. And they move as she shuffles dozens of delinquent water bills. She owes more than $8,000. For years, Pageant made payments, just not enough to cover the full bill. Then she lost her job as an office assistant when schools closed during the pandemic. Without income, her debt kept growing. Then, earlier this year, Pageant missed a hearing. She ended up with a default judgment against her for unpaid water bills, plus hundreds in attorney fees. That's how Pageant ended up on the phone with this debt collector on a hot summer day. In order to get on a payment plan, the debt collector wants her to pay hundreds each month to pay for the past due bill, plus her current water bill. I can't afford that. And I keep telling you guys that. The debt collector sympathizes with her, but warns her, You can't ignore the debt. You don't want to have that bill just sitting dormant without being paid because then it starts to accrue penalties. Of the $8,000 Pageant owes, $1,700 come from penalties. And Pageant has spent months looking for help. When Mayor Lori Lightfoot launched the Utility Billing Relief Program earlier this year, Pageant was excited. It was the light at the end of the tunnel. But she was rejected. Twice. She earns too much to qualify, but not enough to stay current with her water bills. Why would you penalize people for water? I don't understand. This is not like this is a choice. I have to have water. She's exhausted and feels stuck. This is so crazy. It just came from nowhere. Like I'm already struggling hard enough just to pay my mortgage. I can keep a roof over and be in my baby's head. She wipes her tears and keeps going. Okay. Okay. Pageant's water bill started becoming unmanageable in 2017. That's when the city approved the water and sewer tax to fund the city's pensions. Former Mayor Rahm Emanuel praised the Chicago City Council for approving that tax. I know it did not come without some political costs, but this council will be remembered for doing things that other councils in the past did not do. That tax has been expensive for Pageant, costing her an extra $1,600 over the last four years. Manuel Teodoro is an associate professor at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. He says these taxes are harmful and often go unnoticed. If you look at the full range of ways that the city can raise revenue, a water and sewer tax is extremely regressive because everybody has to use water. Everybody has to use sewer. 
The Pageant family tree is rooted at this Englewood home where she lives with her teenage son. There's a pine tree in the front yard that towers over the house. Her grandfather planted it when he bought the house in the 50s. And now it's hers. If that tree right there could talk, that's why you see I've got a picture on it, the stories that that tree could tell. Dozens of relatives sat under that tree and made this their home too. Everyone in my grandmother and my grandfather's family from the South, everyone stayed in this building. Pageant is afraid of the growing debt. Her property is unmetered, which means she's charged by the size of the two-flat building instead of how many gallons Pageant and her son use. She tried to get a meter in 2019, but the city suspended the program. That was after news broke that elevated levels of lead were found in homes where the meters had been installed. She'll continue to fall even more behind. I don't know what their administrative issues are, but um, clearly it's affecting a lot of the residents on the south and west sides of Chicago. And I don't want to have to lose my building for a water bill. The city's debt collection system often punishes residents like Pageant, handing over their debt to private debt collectors. But before debt collectors get to work, past due water bills turn into code violations. More than 20 years ago, the city created the Department of Administrative Hearings to expedite the enforcement of those violations. So how did this agency deepen the water debt crisis? Cristina Infante and her husband Luis sit close to a small microphone in a courtroom in Chicago's near north side. They're paying close attention to administrative law judge Joseph Chico. He's sitting at the helm of this small city court. All right, city of Chicago versus Luis and Cristina Infante, docket number 21WD03155A. 27. Infante brought her brother, Pedro, to help translate. All right, so here with your uh, sister, you did speak to a city attorney with regard to the matter made an agreement today. Is that correct? That's correct. Just two minutes after entering the room, the judge had a decision. Right, and with regard to the matter you're being liable, uh, you're going to pay the $4,944.85 in water debt. Uh, so he's waiving the attorney's fees. Uh, you have $25 in administrative costs to be assessed uh, for a total judgment of $4,969.85. Infante said she hoped the judge might show them compassion. But she couldn't get a word in. Infante said their lives changed completely. She wanted to tell the judge a stroke left her husband paralyzed in 2019. He can't work. She wanted to tell him about her dialysis treatment and the partial blindness that keeps her from working too. Everything has changed. And without income, they can't pay their water bill. Olivia Wang is an attorney with the National Consumer Law Center. She has concerns about these hearings. Does the the ALJ, the administrative law judge, inquire into ability to pay and, you know, whether things are structured fairly? Because that's going to be really important here. Water's an absolute necessities. More than 100,000 delinquent water bills ended up here over the last decade. The majority of the homeowners summoned here never showed up and got a default judgment. These judgments are powerful tools. The private debt collectors are paid 25% of the money collected, so they have an incentive to be aggressive. Wayne questions if this system is fair. Is water debt 
really appropriate for this expedited process. The administrative hearing system was created by former Mayor Richard M. Daley. Daley came into office in 1989 facing a budget deficit. So he came up with a plan to go after scofflaws as a way to create revenue for the city. He even introduced the idea of turning off water for public housing residents because there was an outstanding water bill. Well, we're going to be working with them. We're, we, they, we think they can pay. A part of it, at least, you cannot let uh, the delinquent bills keep rising up. But you're never going to shut off the water to the CHA. Well, how, about, how about giving them a meter? One shower a day or something? I don't know. I mean, it's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Daly devoted resources to gather evidence that his approach would work and passed a new ordinance the following year. Under this ordinance, homeowners who fall behind on their water bills face penalties, interest, water shutoffs, and other legal consequences. But he went a step further. Daly created the Administrative Hearing Department in 1997, the same one Infanta dealt with. The process was meant to expedite the enforcement of delinquent water debt. This department turns those delinquent bills into code violations. And in most cases, homeowners end up with a default judgment for unpaid water bills plus hundreds more in fees. Homeowners were charged an additional $39 million in attorney fees and other fees that help fund this department. WBEC interviewed dozens of homeowners who fell behind on their water bills. Those who said they had been contacted by a debt collector hadn't even heard about their hearing. And these debt collectors, they're serious. They've garnished nearly $9 million in wages since 2013. Overall, enforcement is booming. There's a six-fold increase in the number of cases between 2011 and 2019. This was Infanta's second hearing in 10 years. I wanted to follow up with Infante and her husband after that hearing. So I visited them in Pilsen, where they live in a small bungalow. Infante keeps her front door open to welcome family when they visit unexpectedly, like today. For months, Infante worried she might not have enough money to pay for water and that the service might be turned off. No one told her there's a moratorium on water shutoffs. When the city called her, she was hopeful. A city employee called her to let her know she qualifies for the utility billing relief program. They told her she would pay $300 per month, which is a discounted rate. They told her if she didn't miss a payment for one year, the debt would be forgiven. The lawyer representing the city at the hearing didn't tell her about the program. And that information could have eased her stress. Infante said the city should be more compassionate of residents who can't afford to pay their water bills, instead of just adding additional fees. A billing error left a Chicago homeowner with a $25,000 water bill and a lien against her property. The case shows how a small billing mistake can lead to serious legal consequences without the homeowner ever knowing. Hi, good morning. Sylvia Taylor's cat, Smokey, comes over to greet me. He finally likes me. Smokey is back. Hi, Smokey. We're meeting to talk about her win against the city earlier this year. She describes it as a real-life David and Goliath story. 
I met Taylor almost two years ago when she asked me to help her prove the city had been unfairly billing her for 14 years. I realized that by myself, I was still spinning my wheels and I would have gotten nowhere. The bureaucratic nightmare started when she inherited the family's Inglewood home. The water department charged her over $25,000 in water bills for a house that's been vacant since 2007. When she first discovered the charges, she said the city told her it wouldn't stop charging her unless she paid $600 to register the property as vacant, then another $300 every six months. This, this is grand theft to just charge you for services that you're not getting. I don't know how they can dance around that kind of archaic um, extortion because that's what it is. Unmetered properties like Taylor's are billed by the size of the property instead of the gallons of water used. That makes it nearly impossible to dispute charges. Taylor spent over a decade documenting the house was vacant and without water, only to have the city ignore the evidence and continue to bill her. They'll believe you, she tells me. The water department might say this is just another uh, dumb black person that lives in Inglewood. As a black woman, she says... She's often not heard. In 2009, Taylor got a shut-off notice for the property along with an $1,100 bill. The water was already off. She assumed it was a billing mistake. I had gone down to the water department and explained to them that no one was living here. My father had died in February 2006. I took my father's death certificate with me. That was the first time they refused to stop billing her. Taylor's situation showcases how vulnerable Chicago homeowners can be when it comes to the city's aggressive system for collecting debt. And she could be among dozens who've been billed for water at vacant properties. WBEC identified at least 160 properties labeled vacant by the city with water debt. Those properties had a delinquent bill within 90 days of getting that label. Chicago homeowners don't have an effective way to dispute water bills. Under the current system, inaccurate water bills can easily turn into code violations, then default judgments. Customers have a constitutional right to their water service and to correct billing. That's Cody Montag with the NAACP Legal Defense Fund. Montag authored a report that outlined the harmful impact liens have on Black homeowners. Liens can have far-reaching effects, like preventing homeowners from being able to refinance their properties. Through the lien process, you're not being compensated for the value of that home because the process is intended to just pay off that debt. And so you are really losing that equity. The city filed a statutory lien against Taylor's Englewood property in 2009. I had no idea that there was a lien put on. And my mother and father saved to buy this building it would have been a travesty to me for them to go through what they went through to be homeowners. And while it's in my care, the city takes it for these falsified uh, buildings and excessive liens. The city said it stopped issuing statutory liens in 2012. But that language granting the city the power to issue them remains on the books and can still be used. Taylor's situation got even worse in 2019, when her Brownsville home caught on fire. Her insurance company rented a place for her to live temporarily, 
But the city delayed building permits for the reconstruction of her home until she paid the delinquent water bill. And lo and behold, I was told I couldn't even get a permit until $24,000 was paid for the water bill. She was forced to move into the vacant property in Englewood. Remember, there's no running water. And this was the middle of one of the worst global pandemics in modern history. She lived without water for nearly a year. She said local organizations helped her get the water reconnected. Taylor started seeing progress in her case after I requested her account history and other documents. City staff found a report confirming the water department had been billing a vacant property. The debt was ultimately forgiven after they found this huge error. Over the summer, even though Taylor didn't request it, the city sent her a form to remove the statutory lien from her property. After all this effort, we decided we'd go together to the Cook County Clerk's Office. It would be the last step in this whole journey. Hi, you work here? Yeah. Taylor is walking around the county building in downtown Chicago, trying to find the right office. It's a busy Wednesday afternoon, and government employees are going to lunch. Taylor flags down a county worker. What do they want you to do? They want me to get a legal description so I can get a lien release. On the property? Yes. Yeah, check here. Okay, thank you. Taylor visited multiple offices that day and paid more fees to get the lien removed. She didn't even care about the inconveniences anymore because after 14 years of fighting City Hall, she finally won. Maria Inés Amudio, WBEZ News. investigation was supported by the Pulitzer Center. You can find more information about this investigation at wbez.org slash water debt.